0: Seahawks fans to the newest episode of the Seahawksness podcast. I'm your host, Dave Santa, joined as always by the John to my Paul. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Hi, uh, I'm joking for it. And our very own George. That's right. It's Eric Rondom. Eric, are you surprised I didn't make you Ringo?
1: Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, there's like a Ringo Renaissance where all these like revisionist legends, We're Ringo revisionist about. history. He's the greatest I can't believe drummer. you left a
2: Ringo sans on the table right there. Oh, you it's, it's oh man. Bad, also, bad George... first week of school, I'm going hot with the F bombs like three seconds into the podcast. My I apologize. <laughs> I, feel, I kinda want I kinda want to start with over. Swear jar, sir. <laughs> I, ca- I kinda want to start over, but I think
0: it's early enough that I'll just beep it. <laughs> George Harrison, also
1: apparently a huge jerk. So yeah, happy to be George Harrison. That
2: that's nice oh, yeah. because I like Blackbird.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say his solo stuff is my favorite. Well, oh, he would just say
1: things like, they'd be like, Hey Paul McCartney's pretty cool, right? And he's like, Cool if cool means stupid.
0: You know, he's, he's like, <laughs> good. oh, wow. I, I, I agree. Paul McCartney <laughs> is stupid. All right. Anyway, that's why I made uh, myself Paul McCartney. All right. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, let's start with this. OK, we all came in with just moderate faith. The team seemed like they really knew why they lost to the Rams. They knew that the effort was not good in the first game. They came out flat. They didn't expect 20, 20 one Stafford. They expected 2022 Stafford. Uh, they everyone took accountability for the loss at the end of the game, which is good because then they came out and played a lot better this week. But before we talk about the specifics of the game, I want to talk about the post game celebrations, guys. So, what was the better post game celebration? Was it Tyler Lockett wearing the W glasses all or, all throughout the all throughout the stadium, or was it Jarek Reed and Nico Thorpe with the blue ski masks? And if you don't know. It was a big deal this week. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson had everyone wearing blue ski masks for the Lions uh, to support the Lions this weekend. Jarek Reed got one of them, went on uh, Instagram Live and was just partying it up. And of course, Nico Thorpe, who is a coach now, was joining <laughs> into the, <festivities. laughs> the The coach, you know. <clears throat> coach, coach, easy baby, coach easy. You can't change. You can't change easy. That's why he's there. He's there to do that. So. All right, what's better, Eric, the uh, the Tyler Lockett W glasses or the Jared Reed ski mask? This is uh, the so. only
1: time I'm ever going to go against anything Tyler Lockett does. I got to go <laughs> with the ski masks. I thought it was the funniest thing, um, just so because great. there's people in the crowd. There were also Seahawks uh, Seahawk fan, At least one of them had a blue ski mask in the crowd, mm-hmm. which was great. We're in a Hawks jersey, um,
0: yeah, he, we were trying we were trying to steal the the ski masks uh forever. You know, like it felt like that's what it felt <laughs> like, right? Like we were trying to steal their their uh, their thunder a little bit with hey this. man it'll
1: it'll look, work great with the throwbacks. Same oh, same shade yeah. of blue. It's gonna be beautiful. That's
0: right the, the ski mask nice. they were using did seem to be like throwback Seahawks blue,
1: honorable sure. mention though, uh Gino uh post game outfit.
0: You, you you say you like that he dressed like a public defender? You're a big fan yes. of that?
1: Yeah the I heard the uh what the Columbo memes like
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> He looked. Co, he looked. You know, it looked like Gino would. It would ask me to turn in my badge and my gun for sure. <laughs> like it was like he just looked. He looked like a tired old police chief, uh, public defender, whatever you want to do. I mean, he killed it. It's Gino. He's great. He, he looks was like the he, he walks into a his classroom. His and just go in there and write, my name is Mr. Gino, and I do, <laughs> not, play. do not say a single word. Uh, Kevin,
2: uh, what was your, did you like, did you have a preference here with the W glasses versus the ski masks? You know, usually I would I would go with a different option in order to, uh, you know, help diversify our statements on the podcast. But I am so petty, and like, do you, turning their mask against them is just, that's poetry and emotion my friend. My pettiness does not allow me to pick another choice on this one. That I thought you delightful. might I
0: actually wrote wrote down in my my secret notes here that you might say something about uh the epic win the game in the fourth quarter Pete Carroll classic <laughs> that he that he threw out there. Um but oh, he couldn't uh, could you win the game in overtime? Yes, exactly. was yeah, about to
2: say that's the thing we couldn't win the game in the fourth quarter. Take that Pete.
0: Yeah. Okay. Panthers jersey schedule, Eric. This is an Eric specific topic. Panthers. Oh,
1: so, I was on the <laughs> Panthers jersey the game, schedule. I was like we got to talk about this, but I forgot to say it. I'm so glad you brought it.
0: Panthers up. jersey schedule yes. says that Big they are news. wearing black,
1: black, and they're playing in Seattle this week. So what does that mean?
0: Are we going to wear white jerseys at, at home for the first time ever?
1: I looked into this. No, because the NFL has very specific rules. It's why the Cowboys wear white at home, because that is their home jersey. It is like okay. a predestined home jersey. Mm-hmm. However, I think that blue on black is going to look very interesting. Because that, that is what it looks like it's going to be. Now, we can wear white pants at home. Yeah, so here's the thing. Or gray, whatever. Um. If, they, if they didn't ditch gray, you bastards.
0: It is... The official 2013 uh, Super Bowl tribute game, and in that Super Bowl, we wore white jersey with navy pants. <clears throat> now you're right. There Ooh. is like NFL regulations yeah. here to consider, so maybe that that's not allowed. Maybe but they I think... got
1: like a special waiver for this week, but <coughs> from what I see, Sorry. I don't think they can do it.
0: Um, maybe we're in think...
1: action green just to just to make me angry.
0: i think there's a shot that we wear white this week that's all i'm saying that we break the the thing we are like the only team that's never worn white at home i looked into this also a little bit and so i think the super bowl tribute wearing the same jersey combination we wore in the super bowl would be pretty cool and uh i would be excited about it that'd be great all right you guys ready to talk about our game against the lions oh yeah Yeah. this is gonna be a much more pleasant i'm gonna start off but i'm gonna start off with a rant you guys ready all right. Well, I this this message is for you, Dan Campbell. Okay, because Dan Campbell, MC listener, MCDC. He's like this big meathead guy, and everyone loves him so much, and he's so great, and he's he's aggressive, and he loves to do all this stuff. Well, guess what? At fourth quarter, okay, the Seahawks are up ten. <clears throat> Detroit drives down, and scores a touchdown. We go three and out. They get the ball back. And what does meathead Dan Campbell, the aggressive coach, do? He plays for the tie. He goes in and he just putzes around, throws to the middle of the field, doesn't use any of his times out, timeouts, lines up a Riley Patterson field goal and plays for overtime. Well, guess what, idiot? We've been training our backup quarterbacks to win coin flips for years now. It's like a legacy key that we pass down from one backup quarterback to the other. We're the we're the goat at coin toss coin toss <laughs> champions. And so, yeah, you – Go do some more protein shakes, bud, because there's nothing you can do. They never even touched the ball again. Yeah, Dan Campbell playing for a tie is like – it was just like I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. What a what a dummy. I was very excited about that. <laughs> it was like – because as soon as he started playing for a tie, I was like, they're not even trying to win. They're just playing for a tie. We're going to win. Like They're, they're going to lose. We're going to get the ball first and we're going to score a touchdown. And the game is over. Like we've played off our offense has been unstoppable in the second half.
2: We've like had one three and out. What Matt that Hasselbeck one, only off by a decade. We're we'll take the ball and we're gonna score. Well, he's not Gino. That's the problem with Matt Hasselbeck, is he's not Gino. So and this this passing attack, like that's the thing. Why would you want to go to overtime with a team that can pass on you like that? Like yeah, the team, team moving the ball so that. well. Yeah. Yeah. So okay,
0: let's talk about first first, Kevin a big problem last week in the second half against the Rams was that we had both backup tackles in and it seemed like we had no plan for how to deal with that this week. It did seem like we had a plan to help Jake Curran to help, uh, to help stone foresight. So what, so what was the plan this week that to kind of, how do we, how did we help those tackles out
2: a little bit? So what are some things that you uh, saw? I definitely saw us use uh, tight ends a lot more to help in the blocking scheme. Um, And you saw In addition to using the tight ends to help with blocking, it also opened up the tight ends for the passing game. Uh, Because they had to deal with them as kind of late releases on routes, or because it changed up how it had to be addressed, because there's a lot of tight end drag routes and those types of things in this offense, when they have to deal with them as blockers, like inline blockers, um, or blocking on the edge, it also opens up, Fant had four catches, uh, Parkinson had two catches, uh, Disley had three catches, um, they made a significant impact in the passing game. In the second half, most of all, in the first half, they stated to block a lot. And so it had this uh, interesting double effect of in the first half, it kind of gave the tackles a little more confidence for when they had to uncork the offense. But it also set up Detroit to look at them more as blockers than as pass catching threats. And they paid for that in the second half.
0: And I know a lot of like uh, grandpas out there are probably like, uh, you shouldn't run out of the shotgun. It's horrible. You got to go a lot. Okay, but but listen, that we played in the shotgun all game this game to help the tackles. The tackles, first of all, let's just talk about Jake Curran. Jake Curran was doing the old Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, please call a false start on me. I dare you. I'm going to false start and line up way too far back on every play. And you know what? Good for him. Make them call it because he's not good enough to play it straight, and he did fine because of it. So good for him. The other – and so we played in the shotgun a lot. What that does is it opens up that quick play action, right, where you just hold the ball over to the running back and then pull it back or don't. That quick play action allows us to do play actions on 17 of 45 dropbacks, and I think that helped a lot. It kept the defense really off balance the amount of time we were in play action. Um, Not that – in play action, Gino was 13 for 16, touchdown 10.9 yards per attempt. Um, He was – 87.2 pro football focus rating, 132.8 NFL rating, nine of his 19 first downs came on play action. This guy, he ruled in play action, and I think the shotgun play action really set up a lot of the offense that we were doing. I really enjoyed it. Gino was still bad under pressure. You know, seven for 12, 66 yards. Like, he was still struggling some under pressure, but we were able to keep him clean, relatively clean on Two-thirds of his dropbacks, he was clean with two backup tackles out there. That is something very commendable, and it speaks a lot to our game plan in this particular game.
1: It's also, I mean, every quarterback is going to struggle with being under pressure, but the fact that, uh, what was it, Waldron called something crazy like um, the number of play-action plays we had, um, it was like triple the number of, of usual that he would call. I think that helped us a lot. Being out of the shotgun kind of made me nervous, but I don't know if I've ever seen Waldron do it on at least such a, I, I can't remember Waldron ever really doing it for more than a player two.
2: What I appreciate about Gino in the shotgun is that he doesn't take a deep drop sh- from shotgun. That's one of the things that always killed me about Russ is you give him a snap in shotgun, and then he would drop five steps from shotgun and that puts your tackles in a really vulnerable position to speed outside rush. Uh, Gino just stands back and surveils the field. The other thing is, in those clean pocket situations last week, 5.5 yards per attempt. In clean pocket situations this week, 8.6 was his A dot, nine yards per attempt. He was throwing the ball deeper and he was completing passes deeper downfield than he did. So when he was standing back and surveying, he got the ball to the middle of, of the field, the 10 to 20 yard range. He feasted.
0: Yeah. In intermediate throws, 10 for 10, 154 yards, touchdown. All ten of his intermediate passes with first downs. Like these are, these are great numbers. That's Gino was excellent in this game. Let's uh, let's talk about that, Eric. Gino was so good in this game. What? There you uh, you have a couple cool Gino stats that came out on Twitter, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, his numbers: thirty-two for forty-one, over three hundred yards passing at three hundred twenty-eight, two touchdowns. Um, the big thing for Gino, though, was the. Um, uh, he's the only player. Uh, since 2022 uh, he's had five games where he's thrown over 70% from the field, over 300 yards. And there's only one other player to do that with him. He shares that with, and that is Patrick Mahomes.
0: That's, I think
1: that's great company.
0: We talked last week about how the team needs to evaluate constantly. How do we feel about Gino as the future? And right now that arrow is pointing way up. This was Gino from last year at his best. This was the best Gino. And, yeah, if he if he can play like this even half the time, like he's going to roast everyone and it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be such a great, such a great season. I'm going to enjoy watching the offense, even if the defense makes my bones hurt. The offense is going to make it fun
2: for me. Yeah, I mean, the only play that really looked bad was uh, there were two. The one was the sideline route in the first half that he almost got picked by Kirby Joseph. Um, they were in the red zone, so the safeties yep. didn't drop as far, and he just kind of floated one out to the side, and it could have been a big pick. The other one was the never-ending drop back in, uh, in the fourth quarter. Like, held oh, on the yes. ball way too long, uh, ran himself almost out of the play. That was, I understood the logic there where he was trying to, like, eat up some clock, but he had to throw it away, and he didn't.
0: No, the logic there was that that was a tribute to Agent 3.
2: Okay, every once in a while Gino's going to
0: Gino's going to have to do a tribute to Agent 3. You know, that's our that's our guy. He helped us get a top five, uh, 6 draft pick last year. He was Agent 3 really gave his heart and soul to Seattle. And so, I think every once in a while you got to tribute him the way that he wants to be remembered, which is like turning and running straight backwards for no reason. And you know, Gino's got to have one of those in him every once in a while because we got to tribute our boy. Now, what do they call that? They call it a madden sack. It's, <laughs> oh my God, it's so bad. Uh, let's talk about Kevin. I, I want to talk to you about the running back usage. So Walker got 17 rushing attempts for 43 yards. We saw Charbonnet a, a, like three rushes early, and then he just disappeared for the rest of the game. Um, do you do you think that this is just uh, what it's going to be like this year? Is it, it, I mean, obviously the running game was not great because they got no push up front. It was not the running backs' fault. Um, they have these guys averaged three yards after contact per attempt, which is yeah perfectly fine. That is like good running back play. You, you might look at the peripheral stats and be like, man, Kenneth Walker only averaged two and a half yards. Well, all of them were after contact. He was getting hit at the line of scrimmage every single time. Same with Charbonnet. Charbonnet was basically all his yards came after contact. So do, do we see one? Is there going to, with the backup tackles, are we going to be able to create a push here? Or is it just going to kind of be like the running game complements the passing game for most of the year? And two, is this running back split going to start to even out a little bit? Or do you think this is Walker's backfield?
2: Uh, I think the running backs are going to even out a little bit. I think we saw a bit of an expanded role for Charbonnet this week compared to last week. Uh, Charbonnet is coming off of an injury, and Pete does tend to ease rookies in. He took on more responsibilities in the pass game than he was taking on uh, last week, which means that they're trying to do a little bit of pass blocking as well as, you know, he caught a pass. Uh, he was able to run a couple routes effectively. I think that I think that his touches are just going to trend upwards, but slowly. Um, the way they came in and battering rammed on a lot of those plays, uh, Kenneth Walker got a couple of big chunk runs, and then got swallowed up at the line of scrimmage a lot. And that that's is what Kenneth Walker does. Like that's does. his, that's his yeah. game. You yeah, got to take the edge he's, go he's got that Saquon Alexander Barkley game. in him. Got that oh, Deshaun Alexander in him.
0: Yeah, it's just that's what he does. He's looking for the big play, and I appreciate it because when he hits, it's like, oh, no one's catching that guy. Like, he's off. Yeah, he
2: got a couple of first downs. It was just him doing something weird. Like, the one touchdown where he ran into the line of scrimmage, didn't work, reverse thrusters, side jets, and then run straight up into the end zone. It's like, okay, cool. If you were Miles Sanders, you'd have just put your head down and gotten tackled and not I mean, gotten a touchdown. We
0: obviously came in with a game plan of, like, we're going to pass a lot, and we're going to help the tackles. We're going to pass block really well, and they executed the run game seemed to be something that
2: struggled a little bit, and, and I think we are going to have a complimentary run game like this, where you have to respect it enough because if you go too light in the box, like Canine is a is a, is a walking home run. Yeah, like get, if you handle the don't ball give up up, him, he'll just want to give kill.
0: up sixty yard rushes. Yeah, exactly. and
2: Zach Charbonnet, he has good bursts. He falls forward. He'll average eight a carry on you if you don't respect him in the box. So I think we have good enough running backs. You have to do something. Couple of nice pass catches by Charbonnet too. He, I think he really has it as a receiver, in a way that
0: it's kind of exciting for me. Um, both Walker and Charbonnet both pass blocked really well in this game too. It was something mm-hmm. I was watching, I especially because you know Walker doesn't have that reputation as a pass blocker. And he was asked to pass block nine times in this game, did not get beat for a pressure or a or a sack, and looked just like a really good running back pass blocker. If he's willing to do that and it's learned that skill, and it looks like. If this game's an indication, it looks like he's trending in that direction. Um, he's a three down. He's, he can be a legitimate three down back. I don't really get why we, why we drafted Sharpen him. If that's the case, because that's the biggest worry with Ken Walker was that, can he catch? Can he, can he be a pass blocker? And he's answering those questions live and in person. Now I will say, we have seen what happens to this team when we have no running backs who can run. Yep. So maybe we're just planning for like disaster because that's we've what seen. About to say is we've got the full uh, Travis Homer is our I number the, one running back. I think back the experience. full telling
2: thing here is the DJ Dallas only got one carry. Yeah, that's the stat that tells me about what's going on with this run game. Um, K9 was playing well, all things considered. Charbonnet came in and took enough carries and enough workload off of his plate to make it work. But we're going to have a complimentary run game until the inside, until the interior of this O-line gels a little more and we get our, we get at least one of our tackles back. Yeah. And they only
0: asked, they only asked Dallas to block twice. Like they were not using him as like the blocking specialist. Like they were just mixing him in a little bit for rest. It, it, it is Walker and Charbonnet in that order until further notice. Uh, last thing obviously we got to talk about the player of the game Eric uh, Tyler Lockett wow yeah so this is what a, a game. what a game. this is a
1: great segue because uh, on Kevin's conversation about a Walker's touchdown run if you watch that play I, I had this pointed out to me by a friend but it's basically on that play the receivers you know go out three yards and block or just kind of wait for the the cornerbacks to do anything and when uh Walker reverse field Tyler Lockett ran a route to pull the cornerback away. Because he noticed he was Walker. not
0: he was looking at him, not the backfield. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cheeky
1: that was a so veteran cool.
0: move. Yeah, such a cheeky veteran move. Tyler Lockett doe for the pylon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never thought I I you know, I thought Tyler Lockett would be the guy that would just run, even in the overtime, would just run it. That out That is a winner's move. He ran, he ran over to the crowd and waved goodbye to them after he hit yes, the he pylon. He, he hit the he hit the wave, which I love. I'm, you uh, know why?
2: Tyler Lockett was so mad at the uh, at the uh, grounding call. No, so mad at the grounding call when he missed the uh, when they miscommunicated on the route concept that he was like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna put this away. Like, Stupid grounding call. There's not even a pass rusher within worst. 10, 10 feet was of him. Ridiculous. This is ridiculous. The, the refs like, were incompetent. You have in all to, game. it was not I'm a biased pro- level of incompetence. They were just terrible at their jobs the entire game. It, and him going, I'm talking to America, exactly sums up what was wrong because he thought that this was a football game so he could showcase his ability to be a dork on TV. Yeah, it's just, anyway. it was just
0: so goofy.
2: <laughs>
1: Back to Tyler Lockett, though. Uh, eight receptions. Uh, seven and a half yards of carry, two touchdowns, big big game from Tyler Lockett because he's so clutch. Pete said at the end, I hope he plays forever. So do I. Uh, We love Tyler so much. He's Mr. Automatic. DK Metcalf was like, you know, the receiver of the game. If you look at the numbers afterwards, because he had 75 yards.
0: Uh, Smith and Jay with a very quiet five receptions. Metcalf had two yards per route run, which is like real good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That he, he would the thing about Metcalf was he just didn't run as many as many routes, but he was really good um, when he when he was out there. And one thing I like is that they're mixing up who's in the slot: twenty-five for Jackson, twelve for Tyler, six for Noah Fant, six for DK Metcalf, four for future pro All-Pro uh, all Hall of Famer Jake Bobo. Who got a Look catch in he, this game? Got a catch Look,
2: one for three. Hey man, he's you got he's, two catches if you count when he caught the punt.
1: He's coming for that number one spot. <laughs> But that's what that's what I think makes this game so good because Metcalf had six receptions, Lockett with eight, Injectiv with five. Okay. From there you've got 75 yards, 59, 34. But that opened up Noah Fant to have a really big game. Uh Kobe Parkinson looking like Luke Wilson. I mean Luke Wilson dreamed of himself. If, if you're gonna put <laughs> a,
0: a, multiple tight ends on the field to help block with to help these tackles block, you got to run them on route yes. sometimes and punish them if they think they're staying in. Yep. You got to make sure that, that that those guys can catch. And those guys all had a big game and they did great job scheming them open. I completely agree. Yeah, it's, it's just really cool. Like this is the
1: best receiving game I think that you can kind of picture. Like all the receivers it's, do great work. One really stands out, Tyler Lockett, and then it brings, you know, chunk plays from guys you wouldn't really expect. Best can passing offense in Seahawks
0: history. JSN's awesome. He's always open.
2: Uh, JSN ahead. has this little catch and run element on all those like drag routes and uh, little like quick out options. That it's the routes that we used to have Freddie Swain run, except JSN is oh. just way better at getting a little step on uh, the corner. So he's actually open for the pass. Like Swain would make the catch and run when the coverage broke down. JSN creates the coverage breakdown and it makes for these like little openings. And I think over time, it's going to be a lot like Tyler where Gino just trusts him to throw it there because he knows Tyler is going to just find a step in his back pocket. JSN is just finding a step in his back pocket. It's like the throw early on to D I think it was DK's first catch. There were three defenders around him. And Gino was just like, you know, if I just drill this into DK, no one's going to muscle the ball out from him. So I'm just going to drill it into DK for 15 yards. And one thing too is
0: you can tell we didn't really like look for specific matchups or anything like they – what they did is they got guys different looks. They were mm-hmm. constantly moving guys over the field because like t- like Tyler, he got a catch on Cam Sutton. You got a catch on Kirby Joseph. You got a catch on CJ Con- Jardner Johnson, two on Brian Branch, two on Jerry Jacobs. Like they were just moving him all over the place and, ma- and then – You know, making it difficult for the Lions. And those interchangeable pieces can really throw a defense off balance. Speaking of a defense that was off balance, you guys want to talk about the Seahawks defense? Uh, (laughs) Okay. First, we have to start with this. Let's do the good stuff first. You guys ready? The run defense. Man, (laughs) they they fixed the run defense, guys. We can stop the run now. Um, Is anything else working? No. Uh, Real quick,
2: Cam Young is humongous. Can I just yeah. say, like, Cameron Young, has, uh, he's he's a rookie nose tackle. He's playing. Yo, know, he played uh, only the but, two snaps uh, against LA. He played seventeen, which is a yes. decent amount of snaps. And he's just he's large. That man is big, and he takes up space. And you notice him. And he got outside to help stop a screen. And I really can't wait for him to fall on Tutu Atwell, and then Tutu Atwell ceases to exist.
0: We had. 23 run stops in this game. Uh, that's an, a, a stop, you know, a Pro Football Focus is tackles that constitute a failure for the offense. That's what they call it. So 23 mm-hmm. run stops. Do you know how many runs De- Detroit attempted? 20, 24. 27. <laughs> I was going to say 25. 27. Yeah. They had 27 uh, designed runs in this game, and 23 of them the Seahawks stopped as a complete fail
2: but that all is, four of the non-fails were on third down which is why it kind of feels bad well like this it...
0: this team can really stop the run though like I'm yeah. super pleased I'm super pleased with what they've done to fix their own defense I mean the biggest thing is we have an adult in the middle of the field who's gonna be in the right spot Bobby say, this Wagner. Is,
1: this is all Bobby Wagner right yeah the, I mean correct oh
0: I'm gonna I'm, gonna I'm gonna I mean, give one no Nwosu was good too uh, Nuosu and, and so Jaren was, Reed and just so was, closed
2: down that side of the field.
0: And Witherspoon was good. Also, also
1: Nuosu yeah, is uh, taking Machine Green's place as the guy that people can't pronounce his name right. And <laughs> that just tickles me so much because yeah. I, we need a guy like that on the roster that's going to be a key to success. You know, uh, if they what, just call him Chenny Goldjack, it's like me. It's, they won't get it wrong. <laughs> but what? Bobby is, uh, what, he ranks second in the NFL in run-stop rate.
0: Yeah, And that's... Um, Best. Just he knows we got one
1: one year of it, baby. Let's we, do it.
0: We, no, uh, But he just knows where to be. He knows where to be on the football field. And that is important in this in this position. Now you see it in the past game, the lateral wait, 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 quickness. Wait. I, I, is, I was have to say one more is nice thing, though. <laughs> uh, do you want well, let's save Trey Brown for the end. Um, the
2: the because we I was can... gonna ask how excited Odin was when uh, Super Mario used the uh, used the star to break through the line and get that run oh, stop. Yeah. Uh, that was, we had a couple of really impressive run stops, including mm-hmm. the one, including the one to cause a fumble. But like I know they were Derek missing their all left ate someone's lunch. I know they're uh, missing their
0: starting left tackle, but like we really created more pressure in this game than I thought we ever would. Uh, 15 pressure in the run sacks. game. It was
2: like they were missing all of their starters because, and then like yeah. they just got worked in the run <laughs> game. We
0: just washed them. It was great. But the thing okay. is, is that Time in the, lament. in the passing game, you can just see the lack of kind of lateral quickness in this defense. And I don't know, like Julian love played 66 snaps in this game and was not good. And that I think like, if you're going to roast one specific guy, the most in this particular game, it's probably and Love, seven, seven receptions given up on eight passes, but 104 yards, one touchdown. But it's like Jordan Brooks in the middle of the field was also pretty frustrating, eight receptions given up for 46 yards. Um, it's just you can see the lack of team speed, especially when Woolen is not on the field and he got hurt pretty early. And that, that led to the Trey Brown redemption game. So we got that. But, man, it is just hard. Because the, the, the level of quickness that I want to see from a defense is just not not there right
2: now. And
0: it's Okay, so it's difficult.
2: Uh one of Josh Reynolds' touchdowns was in the slot and it came on love and it counts against love. And it kind of summarizes something that I'm noticing that's a bit problematic. So Love was in trail technique, um, mm-hmm. on the outside shoulder on the outside of the hash, and the pass came right up the hash mark because uh, they were on the right and, side of the field. And Quandre and was pretty late. Quandre was over there pretty late. Well, that right. pass goes yeah. against Love.
0: Yeah, but, but it also goes against Quandre's pro football focus rating, because in this game, it was a team <laughs> low 33. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, Ty, Ty Smith was a 31. But...
2: He's a second half player. I've seen a number of plays so far where it's like the defender is being asked to or is interpreting instructions to make it so they're not putting their body between the quarterback and the receiver and it's like okay well if you're going to be playing behind or to the outside of the receiver then logically I would expect there to be inside help and then there's not so either there's a weird technique ask here happening here where there's like you know what open passing lanes all day baby it's gonna be great or There's like, there's, there's a missing part of the coverage where we're not getting the drop or something from the linebackers and safeties. They're supposed to be helping in the middle, but there's something weird
0: happening. There's an expectation. I think that these guys can run with certain guys and they cannot. That's my interpretation. Of the situation yeah, love that-
2: cannot <sighs> i mean witherspoon like he gave up that flea flicker play but you saw him make up like seven yards of ground on Khalif raymond at the very last second yeah. uh like spoon can close reek can close Trey can close love okay. cannot close i if thought ter- love would have no problem doing that i don't is it's
1: it the scheme is it him is the, is he have cramps
2: uh love is just like lo- uh, love and uh uh, Kobe are the two that are going to suffer in that because they're not slow, but they're not fast. And if the receiver is fleet of foot, they can run with a guy, but they can't like they don't have a lot of makeup speed. Okay, like it's yeah, not like Wulin where they have so makeup speed. They have days. the quickness, Julian, but they don't have the second. Gear. Julian
0: Love doesn't have long speed. This is the problem. He's, had, he's yeah. it's been the problem with him the whole career. He's a twenty. His his uh as draft his draft forty is twenty seventh percentile, but his draft three cone is eighty fifth. Like he can mm-hmm. move in short space. But asking him to turn and run with a guy is going to lead to disaster. And that's what happened in this game is he got asked to turn and run with dudes and he can't, he can't run with Josh Reynolds. Like he can't, he can't turn and he,
2: run with Almond Ross and Brown. That's he can't badass. do it. It's
0: just, it's just not going to happen. And I don't know, like for me, like, yeah, he got targeted three times on Saint Brown, three times on Reynolds. And those, those are like free, those are free squares for the lions. And it's tough. It's tough. Cause Josh Reynolds goes three for three, three first downs. Obviously the touchdown counts towards that. Um, for 42 yards this is a, pr- a guy that obviously people are seeing an exploitable matchup and that's not what you want you don't want targets on defense you want people to have to work through the progressions and, and all that stuff so for me like the biggest thing is does jamal adams coming back save us from this i don't know we don't know what kind of player jamal adams is going to be at this point it's hard to say right like he could be incredible like he was in that Denver game like he was seemed like he was Better, coming back to stronger faster. but but he could be bad <laughs> he could be bad now you just don't know you just don't
2: know what we're gonna get right Maybe getting early on that Jamal Adams can't cover train got it no I'm kidding the thing is he, he, you just
0: don't <laughs> we just can't say it's impossible yeah. to say and so yeah I'm I'm like a little bit uh I'm a little bit concerned but it's not like the end of the world I just really want to see us you know, as as Adams works his way back into the defense, the guys whose snaps are going to go down the most are Love and Bryant, right? That's yeah. just that's just the way it is, and those are the guys that I feel like I would like to see their snaps go down the most. So it's a good, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good thing. He's going to be replacing snaps that hopefully um, will help the team. Uh, there's a there's a, there's one other thing I got to talk to you guys about. That's the Daryl Taylor sack. Sack. I'm putting in quotes. He got a penalty for roughing the passer. It's like that the funniest. Was funny. That play was funny on the all 22 It's funnier on the all twenty two. I watched it on all twenty two, and I was like, he did not. He did not no. know that 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 Jared Goff did not have the ball. He
1: was
2: stoked. Yeah. Oh man, that was a great sack. That touchdown. And Bobby dance. got
1: in his face, and he was like, "You could." He said, "I thought I, I saw him. That like I thought he had the ball." But that's I heard the, him say. Obviously, I thought, and that like,
0: was yeah. hilarious and and silly but it wasn't the funniest part of the play. The funniest part of the play was Uchenna Nwosu after the play doing the, 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 <laughs> hand, the hand cry, the, the, the hands with the crying about, cause all the lions offensive linemen were crying about, about the hit. Oh man, that, that cracked Here's the thing, me thing Your quarterback up. sold the run fake. Well, good job. Yeah. Golf. yeah. Good job. Goof. But, amazing job. And he drew a penalty with it too. I mean, he probably, he probably is pretty happy with the result. All things considered. All right. Anything else you guys want? Um, obviously, uh, Odd year, Jason Myers struck again with two missed field goals. We don't need to talk about that too much. Uh, Jarek Reed continues to be a force in specialties. Really,
1: honestly, I just got to call Nathan. Really, really great job trying to force the fact that uh, it didn't matter about the odd year in the preseason. You were like, "No, Autumn Myers has fixed it." Really great job trying. I it.
0: tried to. I, you tried so. hard. I do like a thing. that's called manifesting, right? You know, people yeah. know all about it. I try to manifest things. This, I the, the power of odd year Myers was too great. I couldn't couldn't overcome it. Uh, so. Can we
2: talk about the factory and uh, our big swinging Aussie? Because, oh man, <laughs> he like he wasn't even out kicking the coverage because we got some we got some lightning fast players on the uh, punt coverage team. Oh, the like, one
0: from the end zone, yeah, the one
2: from the you guys end zone. Proud.
1: Ooh. Do you have a proud father moment? Because the uh, the announcers were like. Well, he's he's right on the line. I mean he he has gotta be careful not to step out of bounds and I'm just I have no
2: worries. I have you're like you don't know like, about the factory. Th- seriously, <laughs> that was
1: like the coolest I've been ever. Like, man,
2: uh, the this factory. We're gonna this. set the gonna,
0: gonna put it right on the money? Dixon's got gonna it, knock it out. Everything we got the results, baby. All right, well, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about the Panthers.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young uh, coming into t- t- town. So far, they've played two divisional games this year. They've lost them both. Uh, looked a little better last week against the Saints than they did at home than they did in week one away.
2: But as Falcons. Eric and I were talking about, the Saints might also just be trash because they only beat Tennessee by one. Well,
1: Tennessee by one, Carolina by three. They're two for a loss.
0: I think, the Saints de- I think the Saints' defense is okay. The offense is rough. Um, they got good. They got good wide receivers, but they cannot. The Saints' offense. She's got a great personality, guys.
2: Anyway, we we Carolina. Don't to,
0: we don't have to play the Saints, do we? Do we play the whole South? This year? no, that was last no, year. No, when no, We no, lost no, we to the South the four times. This is so. This is, is, a, no, so this is the saying, biggest. Like, the, this is my greatest fear: is that this is a cursed division for us cuz after last year right <laughs> after last year where we we were absolutely cursed to play them uh four times and lose all four uh does rough. the curse does the curse continue um their offense looks carolina's offense looks horrible um their offensive the, of the line numbers.
2: is a stinky diaper Bryce and Young
0: is averaging exactly... 4.2
2: 4. yards per attempt cuz he's throwing to what he's throwing to Adam Thielen's dead body on a stick Hold on Kevin. Um, Kevin, go over their offensive hated, line. Hated where, first. Are they, where are they the most porous? Uh the interior of their offensive line is bad. Like they've got uh Taylor Moton <laughs> who's uh, who's pretty good. And they've got uh Ikeaquanu who's inconsistent but has ability. Yeah, he's develop um, he feels feels
0: like a project and he's developing. He's up
2: and down. But like They've got Cade Mays at right guard who just doesn't move like an NFL offensive lineman. They've got uh, Bradley Bozeman at center who has been kind of iffy for a couple of years now. And then I mean, they've got uh, they've, they're what, right.
0: Throckmorton. No, the, the Chandler Zavala is the guy who's
2: taken every oh, snap to Zavala. This year. And Chandler Zavala was possibly not going to be drafted because of a back injury. Yes. And I don't know how much of an offseason he even had. He's allowed 10 pressures
0: in 88 pass blocking snaps so far. At, at not good, Bob. Um. No, it's not good at all. He's and the thing is, is they're playing these guys all over the place. Like Zavala's played seventy-seven at right guard and sixty at left guard, and then Moten played, or sorry, Christensen played left guard the whole second game. So then the first game, Mays and Throckmorton split right guard while Zavala played left guard. Like it's just a mess. They're kind of they're kind of mixing and matching because they they haven't found a combination inside that works. And uh, I don't think that anything's going to help with that this game. <coughs> sorry. <laughs> my favorite thing from the last game was Bryce Young when he lined up uh, in shotgun, but he was over the guard, and then Miles <laughs> Sanders pushed him over so that he would be behind the center. That was my favorite uh, Carolina offensive clip from last week. Uh, I Young, that from Young,
2: Little Big League. <laughs> Bryce Young just looks... We're little
0: Giants. <laughs> he looks so... He looks... What's the word I'm looking he's for? Slight. He he's
1: slight. But he's small.
0: He's small, but he just doesn't look...
1: It's not Ready? small because
0: he looks the, small, but he the looks energy slacked. is the energy's off
2: with Bryce Young. Does that make sense? You know what? He got to the team and then looked at the wide receiver room and then the energy was off.
0: Like, he I'm doesn't... sorry.
2: It's I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but DJ Tark is like a fine number three receiver. Uh, Adam Thielen exists like he did I, good things before. Thank you for your service. I like um, Adam Thielen. I would take him on our team, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, look at his st- he'd be our number four uh, receiver.
0: Look at yeah. his stats: nine receptions, over, you six You want him over Bobo Nathan? Yes, I would take Adam <laughs>
1: nice. Thielen over that Bobo. Was, uh, come on, was- <laughs> Lil <Little> Bobo. <laughs>
0: that's about that's about where he should be though. Is like he should be like You're your three, for the third, third or fourth receiver. That's where Adam Thielen's at in his career. He should be your third or fourth receiver on a. But on a all good they team. have are third and fourth receivers. <laughs> That's the problem. The ghost of hey, Adam
1: Thielen, the ghost this is, of a hubbard. This is
0: Jonathan Mingo erasure, and I won't stand for it. No, I'm just kidding.
2: you know, uh, what else is Jonathan Mingo erasure? Uh Jonathan Mingo. when you uh when you throw the ball towards him and his hands erase the chances of him catching it. Like yeah, he's he's he's, he's fine, but he's flawed, and like they have to lean on him pretty hard. Like he's he's not a finished product in any way, shape, or form. And he's probably their number one receiver because if you get the ball in his hands, he can do stuff with it, like this is a, this is a really like Hayden Hurst was their number one target for much of the game. And that's the first time that sentence has been said.
1: DJ shark, the Bucky Jacobson of the <laughs> National football league.
2: Should we talk about the good part of their de- their team? Then
0: The this is, rush? this is a solid defense. Yeah. It's not, it's not an amazing defense. And the, the corners, as you said, Kevin, especially Ooh. with the injury, with the injuries are not great, but the safeties are good. Then the, the, the Linebackers and and, uh, defensive linemen are are solid. This is a team that um, they can play. They can play. They can play on defense. They can hold us to 28 points or 24 points. The problem is that are they going to be able to score? I don't know. They're often if
2: we can get their pass rush on their back foot. If we can keep Gino clean, he is going to pick apart. They have got uh, they're going to be rolling out uh, Dante Jackson, Troy Hill, and uh, C.J. Henderson to cover play, our top three receivers. They play this a is lot of not ideal.
0: They play a lot of three safety stuff with Woods, Chin, and Bell, and those guys are all pretty good. It, so that they they this is kind of interesting because they kind of run what we I think in an ideal world would like to be doing uh, a more like three safety big 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 nickel kind of look that that they get out there. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba should have a good time though against against uh, mm-hmm. Big Nickel because he's really good. At stopping at um, you know, getting after it in the against these safeties.
1: Uh, uh It's also another week past his injury. I I think that he's still hurting a little bit. I think he's at about eighty percent. So every week, give him seven percent more, and I mm-hmm. feel like he's. I feel like he's going to pop at some point. And can't wait until
2: the end of the season when he's operating at one hundred and sixty percent. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> the he's he's that's gonna be, he's already he's one hundred sixty percent of my heart. So yeah,
2: watch out for Frankie Luvu. He started off the
0: season really hot. He already has four sacks and twelve run stops. He does miss some tackles,
2: but the guy is—he's got of that a, old school Bobby Wagner blitz efficiency where he doesn't blitz that often, but when he does, he's impacting the play. And then obviously, he's guy after my ex Cougar
0: udfa like this is obviously it's my dude i'm i'm uh, i'm happy to see him i'm happy to see him suffering from success so yeah it's it's uh it should be an exciting uh exciting matchup i mean the seahawks are favored by six they deserve to be favored by six uh yeah this is this is just the game the seahawks should win uh we should be able to get after it i'm ready to do my picks are you guys ready yes all right yep. so let's let's also another thing too do not underestimate the rookie quarterback on the road thing I do think that throughout the season, we're going to see Carolina play people closer at home than they do on the road. For example, their next two games against us and the Vikings, who I think are teams that are pretty similarly positioned in the NFL right now. Except the Vikings are 0-2 and we're 1-1. But like we're kind of middle of the pack teams, right? Middle 10 uh, NFL teams. And maybe we're the top of the middle and they're the bottom. But, but they, we're in the middle. And Minnesota and us, we're favored by six. And Minnesota is favored by two and a half on the early line next week. Like that's just, and that factor of that is just like home away, Carolina's going to play people close at home and they're going to be, they're going to rookie quarterbacks on the road, always struggle in the NFL. It's hard. It's hard to be a rookie quarterback in the NFL. And it's really hard to do it on the road. Um, unless you're Kenny Pickett, then it doesn't matter if you're a rookie or not. You just struggle everywhere. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, Sorry. Had to get my shot. Endorsed. Had to get my shot in there because, man, Kenny Pickett's been just making me mad. I have, like, a bunch of other Steelers players on my fantasy That's team. That's because we like, endorsed I'm, like, this on guy, podcast. Like, this guy can't do anything this year. I thought he was going to step it up. Their line just,
2: is so bad.
0: It's really bad. Okay. Here we go. Uh, let's get two picks. I'm going to go Seahawks 24, Panthers 17. Eric.
1: Seahawks in a uniform of varying color or one color, Uh, 28 Panthers wearing black 13.
2: Um, I think that, I think, I think it's going to come down to, we're going to run at them and make it so their pass rush has to back off. And we're going to pick apart their secondary without JC Horn. I just don't think they can handle it. And they insist on running miles Sanders a lot. And that's really good for us. Because he's not going to do a dang thing against our defense. Um, it's going to be hard. They're going to struggle to move the ball. They'll maybe get like a, a a crappy long touchdown to like DJ Chark on a broken play or something. Um, let's go. Seahawks twenty-seven, Carolina seventeen. So we're all kind of in
0: agreement. This should be a get right game for the defense. Like even though the team as a whole played better, this should be the game where the defense starts to look a little better. Do you think Jamal's back this week? No. I don't
2: think he'll be back.
0: I've, I'm saying yes. I'm going to be I'm gonna be the, uh, okay. the dissenting opinion here. All right. Uh, Patreon. I made a mistake. I told you guys you could pick any name you want. So there are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. Best way to do so, to go to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest. For as little as $1.24 a month, join the Patreon. So if I'm going to start off with Brandon, uh, Brandon, uh, Nick, and Chip right off the top. But also, thank you for supporting the show. Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, Evan, Flocktimus, Gavin, James, Jose, Joshua, Lucas, Malcolm, Ryan, Terrence, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, Crack, Crack Snacker, 420, <laughs> Daniel, Dave, Fools, <laughs> Jay, it's, you know it's not, uh, Luke, <laughs> Michelle, Mike, Mike, Noah, Poops, Thomas, Warwolf. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Let's go, and, Poops. Um, yeah, thank you to our new uh, newest Patreon uh, Kellen. I uh, appreciate you all. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the Discord and uh, also me and Brett's little uh, five to ten minute. Po- Kevin's been showing up for both of them too. Five to ten little minute post game chats. Uh, nice to get the emotional reaction. I love the the, the first game was perfect because Brett, <laughs> Brett Brett no went radio silent <laughs> and and no showed me and I was like oh. this this is perfect because this game was horrible and Brett just couldn't <laughs> handle it and it was like this is exactly what it should be. And they I would
1: have called me recording. and I could have been fake Brett. well
2: (laughs) Well, I don't know guys the Rams uh, I just made a lot of comments about him being in the garden instead that's how I ended up on this was because I looked in and Nathan was doing the uh, 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 the uh, uh, what's the John Travolta the looking around And, yeah. and so I just uh, I, I, logged I was in. like I was texting Brett like, okay, we'll
0: and then eventually he did text me back he was like no, I just didn't have the bandwidth after that game it was horrible like he's like I was in no it emotional was horrible. St- he's right. I was in no emotional state to, to be talking about anything and I was like alright well next time man just, just come in for five minutes and just talk about how much it sucks people will like that and he was like okay, okay. so alright movie club Eric watched a movie on streaming this week. Uh, it's on it's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it. It's called Somebody I Used to Know, and it kind of inspired a uh, an idea, which is that this movie is obviously directed by Dave Franco, stars Allison Brie, but that's not. We're not going to do Somebody I Used to Know. It made me think. That's the name of a song. That's a song, uh, Elliot Smith or Gautier, Uh That that. <laughs> Wait, well, I just wanted to say it's both. But I was it. like, hey, I was way. like, what? What are the I'm best? What are, what are the best movies that are also song titles? Okay. And then, and then we're going to take both into account, both the quality of the song and the quality of the film. You have to have both here. If the song's really bad or the movie's really bad, uh, it's, it's the, for example, Broken Arrow is an awesome movie, but not a great song. No. <laughs> uh, wait, actually, let me use a real example for that. Okay. Not a joke. Okay. E.T is a good movie but not a great song i'm not into et by <laughs> Carrie, katy perry okay so so the goal here <laughs> the goal here is to make a fave five so get a get your t-mobile to fave five um i got charles barkley in mind no i'm so, <laughs> <remember>? I <laughs> <Charles> barkley. so <laughs> that's okay. a good call. that's
2: right up there with when i do the phoenix liberty commercial uh, <laughs> for overtime like that's okay. that's one of those like i'm pulling this thing that got stuck in my head in a jingle in 1999 <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: it so is all right so we're gonna do it starting with eric we're all gonna put in uh one put in a movie that uh into the fave five here that that uh is both a good song and a good movie go ahead eric.
1: all right uh i guess what are we what are we qualifying here like are we going with we go with like songs made from
2: movies like you could we do uh, ghostbusters okay there by, is a movie with the same title as the song title that here, qualifies here's here's the thing for me if the song has
0: cultural relevance outside of the movie like the ghostbuster song by, so ray parker
1: jr did ghostbusters <laughs> can we also do hypothetical ray <laughs> parker jr songs Dude. like like twelve years a slave,
0: like that, like the Key peel Peele band? Who's a slave? I'm not a slave.
1: Uh
2: 12 years a slave.
0: I I don't think that counts in this particular <laughs> but I but I'm glad you brought it well, up.
2: I don't um, know, what? Eric. How much do you like the song? I, I mean, yeah, I don't. The movie bums me out, but the does that song come is on great? and be like, "That's my mm-hmm. jam"? I mean,
0: well,
1: that's I that movie bums me so, up. I, I never I've n- never really
0: told bucket. you guys this, but like my comfort food when I like need to put something on youtube that just makes me feel good i just find the like all key and peel sketches playlist on the comedy central's youtube channel i was waiting
2: to say uh, you watch
0: 12 years a slave. I, <laughs> I thought you were going full kevin with dread
2: i was like oh man that's more i was like i like dread. dread i
1: like 12 years of slave i'm like all right well i guess i pick a hellraiser movie hell
0: no <laughs> <laughs> eric's eric's like okay i'll do crystal sell- meth because that seems sell-
2: less intense than your choices <laughs> no no no
0: i i no i just i like uh no, no, I like mean to... it's
1: it's very funny. All the the Vince Cortho sketch that's
0: Kim Peel. Kim Peel's might Kim Peel's might my favorite. All right, Eric, let's let's get your let's get your uh, more, your serious pick here.
1: All right, guys, as far as the movie goes and the song goes, this is the story of left-hand right-hand. This is a story of love and hate, all right? I'm going with the 1955 classic with Robert Mitchum, The Night of the Hunter. Okay. Okay. And the song that it relates to is a song called The Night of the Hunter by one of my favorite bands, local boys, the Murder City Devils.
0: Oh. A-plus. So you, so more, great, this song, is, great song. Great song. Great movie. This is a song. This, you're, you're, yeah. like, you're like going, the song is stronger for you here
2: than the, uh, than the uh,
1: movie. I, I, I well, guess. Robert just Mitchell is
2: so good in that movie, though.
0: Here's
1: the thing. The song rocks, and I'll listen to it a lot more than I'll watch the movie, but this movie... This movie slaps it's great it's robert mitchum is the man in this movie and it's right. very
2: influential like it put yeah. a, it put a lot of the tropes that later became like solidified for the slasher subgenre
1: yeah and cool. it's um what it's like cape fear before cape fear
2: okay
0: yeah, yeah. i've never seen and better it than the original I, cape fear. as kevin yeah. knows it's hard it's hard to get me to watch a movie that's in black and white so it's like a challenge you have to really like hey, man, push it's me. a
1: black and white movie about a serial killer that's pretty dark
0: that's that's pretty cool all right <laughs> Night of the Hunter in the Faye Five, uh, Kevin. You want me to go next? Or you want to go?
2: Uh, good either
0: way. All right, I'll I'll uh I'll go. Dirty Harry. Take it. Great song, Gorillas. Love it. So good. Dirty Harry. Really solid movie. Not the not the new one. Not the not the one with uh with Bruce Willis. That's not Dirty Harry. Wait, that's not Dirty Harry. That's is uh... it? Didn't they make a remake or something? No, that's Bang. Death Wish. That's Death oh, it's Death Wish. Yeah. So Dirty Harry Clint Eastwood though. This is my uh this is my pick for for uh putting in the fave five because i love be this uh, i love the, the song the
2: other uh charles bronson movie that i was going to make a reference to but would also get bleeped and i already used my one bleep for the show but eric no. is mentally I'm picturing the line no, no.
0: <laughs> you're not gonna make and me in in your head.
1: <laughs> <right>. i <laughs> might share it at the very end
0: here's the thing clint the knife and... was oh dirty harry clint eastwood's really good it has a super dark atmosphere i think the direction by don siegel is really good like i think this, this movie's just all around Super, super solid. Is this Don Siegel's best movie? What do you guys think? Body Snatchers, Escape from Alcatraz, Dirty Harry. Like, what's the what's the best one?
2: He did the uh, seventy eight Body Snatchers.
0: Yeah, that's
2: God, that's, that's a good. real good that's one. No fifty six. Oh, no, 56. No, 56. No fifty six. Oh, he did fifty six. Oh, okay, then, yeah. then then yeah, I go Dirty Harry. Eh, probably
1: Dirty Harry. Good, but I still
2: go Dirty Harry. The okay.
1: movie was his penis.
2: <laughs> okay
0: eric that was for kevin that was
1: kevin. uh
0: <laughs> eric i almost went back to you uh kevin what's your what's your movie movie slash uh song into our faith
2: all right so i have one that i really want to uh to to make sure gets in here but i think we might be able to get it into the fourth or fifth spot okay so i'm gonna game it just a little bit oh no as, uh, as you do. so I'm i didn't going game it pick... at all
0: i was like i just want Dirty Harry, it's sweet. I thought you guys could have got talked into Dirty Harry, no problem, right? Yeah, probably. Okay.
2: Um, I'm gonna pick Desperado. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, All right.
2: I think the song's fine. Uh, it's it's solid. It's the Eagles, so it's designed to be fine. Um, (laughs) like, uh, but the movie slaps. The movie's really good. I don't. I would never pick
0: an Eagle song for this exercise out of principle. I'm a man of principles. <laughs> <coughs> and I know I just never do it. The Eagles are terrible, Kevin. I'm just, I don't like them. <laughs> but, um, all right, let's 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 start throwing some stuff out there. Uh, obviously, okay. I got to start with a Nathan classic, Edge of 17. Great movie, great song. Uh, both so, both bangers.
2: Similar feel? Whip It.
0: Yeah, Whip It. Good oh,
2: the, the uh, Whip It's a, a good song and a really good movie. Uh, It's the best movie about roller derby.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Eric, you got Probably one? You is, even of though it's
1: bank track. Um, I I kind of think dazed and confused, <laughs> although it doesn't work for me as well because I I like Led Zeppelin. That is in my probably bottom tier Led Zeppelin songs. The but I pacing really the pacing on that song is odd. Yeah, exactly. It's there's like when when it's good, it's good, and then at the beginning and the end, you're like,
2: eh. how about <laughs> uh, blinded by the light? That movie was better than it had any right to be.
0: How about shining? Black Sabbath, and then the the movie's good, obviously. Yeah, Black Sabbath, all their songs are <laughs> aggressively fine. I don't know what to say. How about Joker? Steve Lock- Miller, Steve Miller Band, plus a remake <laughs> yeah. of King of Comedy with Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix is good. Joaquin Phoenix, good How about actor. Rocket Man? Rocket Man's not bad. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel i I do feel like that is like as close as I'll come to like man that. It's weird because the movie is called Rocket Man because it's about the guy who made the song. It's such a weird.
2: Then what uh, about actually, La Bamba? Because it's the same problem.
0: <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll give I'll give you one that I kind of like. Uh, stand okay. by me.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, I That's feel it. like
1: that was named after uh, an old song from the fifties. I like it that one. It's place, place in the fifties, but.
2: Um... Hey, what about Only the Lonely then for the same thing? Uh would be rare. Uh, John Candy's series role. How about Seven, the Megadeth
0: song plus Seven. <laughs> With, with brad wow, Pitt. that
1: somehow made it into the
2: podcast.
0: Yeah. Kevin, would that be sweet, right though? Seven? That's maybe pretty seven.
2: good. I feel like right now I feel like Edge of Seventeen, Seven, and Whip It are probably there, the three that okay. are rising to the top for me.
0: Eric Robocop. It's a it's an average a slightly above curve Kanye West song, but also like the best movie of all time.
1: Yeah. I buy that for a, a dollar about an Irish police officer, Robocop. <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> what about uh Knives Out? It's uh it's a Radiohead song, so you already know what it sounds like, even if you don't know the song. And Raiden Knives Out's a great movie. Yeah, if I if I need to sleep, I will definitely
0: look that song up. I don't I don't I cannot name like two radiohead songs. I feel bad about I could it. name
2: them, but I couldn't tell you what the difference between them is. Oh, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um There's all right. creep
1: and all the other ways. I mean
2: my
0: you know, there's a bunch of stuff. Mars Attacks by the Misfits. Uh, me, myself, and I. Uh, the Fly by the Misfits, but, which is a movie, and also Me, myself, the, and... Where me, myself and I. The Dela the, De La, the De La Soul song, but also the Jim Jim Carrey but movie. But that's Me,
2: myself, and Irene. Yeah.
0: Oh. Eh. Oh. Is it? Is it? Does it count? Nope. Does it count? What
1: about What Kong's about myself, and Irene, guys? What about Black Panther by Kendrick
0: Lamar? But that was I was made for the movie.
1: We, you said That's, it was okay with "12 Years to sleep, Yeah, but like, did
0: that song have like c- cultural relevance outside of the movie? Like, did that movie like know. ever? Did that song ever chart? Kendrick Lamar is
1: great, so I think it's fine. He he should have won the Grammy instead of Mac. How about Star, "Hero" what by about Mariah?
0: How about "Hero" by Mariah Carey and Jet Lee's "Hero"? Which is an awesome movie, and Ryan Carey <laughs> rules.
1: And we bring in a hero by Enrique Iglesias to make oh, it a trifecta. Perfect. That's already falling apart. I actually, Let's bring him. Back.
0: I actually feel like okay. They're wait, there's one more song named
2: after the sandwich. There's one more song we have to bring
0: up. Song movie that I just forgot. That's on my short list here. Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult.
2: I was waiting
1: for this. This is a great number This is a great. Yeah, this Godzilla. has got. We got to. We got to put Godzilla yeah. in. Oh, wait, hey, got- can, I, can I bring one in that I think is uh, actually yeah, yes, good Yes, please. One? Boys in the Hood.
0: Yes, that is a good one. Great this movie. Kevin, uh, uh, you want w. to w. Bo- great, you want yeah. just do Boys in the Hood and Godzilla? Call it good.
2: I can live with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that's meant- the case, then I'm swapping Desperado out for Whippet
0: sweet that's fine with me okay so uh, One less tell Eagle us song on the list tell us good. your favorite tell us why your fa- tell us why your favorite uh song is broken arrow by buffalo springfield in the discord for kevin for eric we will see you all next week go hawks <laughs>